Catholic Doctrine Bible Study. This is session 221. I'm your host, Jim Hawk. And in this session, we'll continue on in our survey of the book of Sirach. So we're going to begin with chapter 7. So unless you're driving, turn to chapter 7. I'm going to give you just verses as we skim through Sirach, some verses that I chose to underline. But again, I want you to read this whole thing for yourself. Doubtless, you will find other passages to underline that will be meaningful to you. Again, we said Sirach is not so much about doctrine as it is a handbook for practical everyday living. And it's so rich. Uh, I think it's required reading. I think a parent should go over it with their, let's say, 12-year-old, um, you know, as, as part of their uh, evening education, as part of your time that you spend with them. Okay, now we're on to chapter 7, which deals with conduct in public life. Uh, verse 8, I underline, do not plot to repeat a sin, not even for one will you go unpunished. You know, a lot of Protestants think, hey, if I if I do something, I don't get caught at it. I kind of got away with it. But uh, they know that God has seen it. But uh, but that's it. We recognize, you know, you, you pay for everything you do in, in some sense. Uh, we do believe in purgatory, and we've talked about purgatory in the past. Ideally, you want to do as much of your purgatory on this earth as possible by by rectifying to the degree that you can the mistakes that you made uh, right after after you make them. So if you stole something last week, um, pay it back, you know, return it, etc. Et um, but God will forgive you for whatever you do, but um, the damage is still done, and you need to do what you can to repair that damage. Or, you know, if you get in a nasty argument with somebody and you call them names, you need to, you need to uh, uh, apologize, things like that. Okay, let's uh, go on to verse 11. Laugh not at an embittered man. Be mindful of him who exalts and, and humbles. So, you know, don't, uh, don't <laughs> you know, that speaks for itself. Don't laugh at somebody who's having, having problems. Um, delight not in telling lie after lie, verse 13. Hate not laborious tasks, nor farming, which was ordained by the Most High. Work was ordained by God, you know, even in the Garden of Eden. You know, Adam had to name, Adam and Eve had to name all the animals and, and so forth. Uh, and uh, so that, that was done before the fall, okay? Okay, uh, verse 16, do not esteem yourself better than your fellows. Uh, I would double underline that one with a, with a bright crayon. Because you're not better. You are a child of God. God loves you. But he doesn't love you any more. He doesn't love you any less than anybody else. Here we come to a key one in verse 23 of chapter 7. If you have sons, chastise them. Bend their necks from childhood. Well, what does that mean? Uh, it doesn't mean whip them with a, with a uh, whip necessarily it means discipline your kids when they do stuff wrong because guess what the world is going to discipline them either way uh, I mean they're going to learn their lesson or they'll at least be aware of a lesson better to, to uh, put them on the right path when they're young uh, so that they you'll save them a whole lot of grief when they're older um, so um, 
If you have daughters, keep them chaste and be not indulgent to them. Don't make your kid a little princess who thinks that they're better than everybody else. Um, that's to their detriment and frankly, the detriment to everybody that's, that's around them. Um, verse 32, to the poor man also extend your hand. Again, the idea of alms. Uh, verse 34, avoid not those who weep, but mourn with those who mourn. That's how you're a true friend, right? You're there for them in times of, of uh, dis discomfort. Um, here's one that I like, especially at my current age of 63. Uh, chapter 8, verse 6, insult no man when he is old, for some of us, too, will grow old. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's good advice for a young man, right? Uh, then a little bit about finances. Lend not to one more powerful than yourself, and whatever you lend, count it as lost. Go not surety beyond your means. Think any pledge a debt, a debt, debt that you must pay. So uh, uh, I believe it was Shakespeare who said, never a borrower nor a lender be. I could be wrong about Shakespeare, but I think I'm right. Okay, now chapter nine, you men, advice about women. Okay, first of all, he says, be not jealous of the wife of your bosom, lest you teach her to do evil against you. Um, I've known a couple of people who, uh, they, were, they were women, and their husband was always uh, always thought they were being cheating on their husband, and so it actually uh, in two cases of women that I know it actually uh, they ended up cheating on their husband because they thought if I'm going to get all the grief for it I might as well en enjoy that you know I'm, I'm not saying that was a good pl uh, a good plan for them either I'm just saying you, you, there has to be a little trust there right. I mean, if you don't trust your your uh, the the woman of your uh, that you love, if you and if you have reason to not trust them, probably not best to get married to them anyway. Ah, uh, verse eleven of chapter nine: Envy not a sinner's fame, for you know not what disaster awaits him. So you know you see these lives of movie stars or professional athletes and think, wow, wouldn't that be great to be them? And then you read in the tabloids or whatever that uh, their life isn't so great either. You know they're addicted to substances, they have problems with relationships, problems with the law, etc. Here's one of my all-time favorite, chapter nine, uh, the end of verse fourteen and verse fifteen. Underline this in a sparkling crayon. Uh, associate with the wise, with the learned, be intimate. I'll put it this way. If you want to change your life, and this isn't an original from me. I heard it before, but I thought it was very profound. If you want to change your life, the way that you'll change your life is through the books that you read and the people that you hang around. So, uh, you know, if you hang around with a bunch of naysayers or people that make fun of learning or, you know, unmotivated people, and this is just practical advice, then you you will find it very easy to be lazy and unmotivated. Okay, so if you want to change your life, uh, you change it by the books that you read, or I should say the things that you look at, or the people that you're, that you're with. Talks a lot about pride, and here is something in chapter 10, verse 12. Underline it again. 
with a bright red crayon. The beginning of pride is man's stubbornness in withdrawing his heart from his maker. Once again, the beginning of pride is man's stubbornness in withdrawing his heart from his maker. Verse 12, okay? When you start to think you're all that in a bag of chips and that it's because of your own doings, uh, just remember, God gave you the intellect that you have. He gave you the opportunities that you had. He gave you the uh, the drive to go with those opportunities. And for you to be stubborn and turn away from God and say, well, I don't really need God. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm cool myself. Well, if you are cool yourself, it's because of... Uh, the talents and opportunities that God has put before you. Okay, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be a you know be pleased that you took advantage of those opportunities, but ultimately, uh, it's all on God. Um, let's see, what else do I want to cover? Mm -hmm. The day of pros uh, verse chapter 11, verse 25, the day of prosperity makes one forget adversity and the day of adversity makes one forget prosperity. So, you know, remember where you came from and also remember where you are going, okay? Um, take care in choosing friends. And he talks about that a number of times in, in this, uh, this, this book. Uh, let's see. I, I'm just I'm just touching on you know some highlights um, here because I really want you to dive into this yourself. And as I said in the last session, I'm really considering making like a one-year study of the book of Sirach. I haven't decided for sure on that, but uh, this is so rich. I'm you're just it's like drinking water out of a uh, trying to drink water out of a fire hose. It's just just too much. Um, uh, verse, uh, excuse me, chapter 16. Great as his mercy is his punishment, talking about God, of course. He judges men each according to his deeds. Okay, so don't think, oh, well, I accepted Christ and now I can do whatever I want. No, doesn't work that way. Um, let's see, what else do I want to cover here? Mm. This is so rich. Um, how about have no joy in the pleasures of a moment which bring on poverty redoubled. Become not a glutton and a wine-biber with nothing in, in your purse. And, you, you know, we all know people, they get a little money, they spend it, and then they, you know, they don't have anything, and they're right back where they start. It's practical advice, okay? Talks about uh, chapter 19, don't repeat gossip or, you know, what's going to happen to you. Um, how about, well, uh, anyway, I, I want to... Oh, there's a bit on laziness in chapter 22. <laughs> uh, verse 2, the sluggard is like a lump of dung. <laughs> Whoever touches him wipes his hands. Um, <laughs> so uh, maybe that, that, that might be a, a good uh, 
<laughs> that might that might be a good index card to put on your son or daughter's uh, pillow uh, if they're like the typical teenager who uh, gets up at the crack of noon um, and uh, you know shirks their chores and things like that. There's a lot of these kinds of things, as there are in the other wisdom literature. Um, uh, anyway, I think I will let you skim through the rest of this. But one thing I want to point out is, and he talks about frugality, um, you know, how to deal with riches, lack of them or having them. Uh, he talks about um, true worship of the Lord. The thing that I want to end this with is, by the way, he does praise a lot of people in the in the history of of the Jewish nation in a number of chapters in the in the 40s. But here is what I would be uh, re remiss if I didn't cover chapter 51 of uh, Sirach. How does he end all this? Now remember, he began the study with what is wisdom? Wisdom came from God. Any wisdom that you have comes from God. How does he conclude the book? Chapter 51 of Sirach. I give you thanks, O God, my Father. I praise you, O God, my Savior. I will make known your name. That's what we're all supposed to do, right? Refuge of my life. You have been my helper against my adversaries. You have saved me from death and kept, my, and kept back my body from the pit. From the clutches of the netherworld, you have snatched my feet. Now, bear in mind, he doesn't have uh, the revelation of Jesus, which will come a uh, century later, more than a century later. So he doesn't know what uh, the future holds ap after death. Um, but he just goes on and just thanks God for everything. From many a danger, you have saved me. Um, from the midst of unremitting fire, from the deep belly of the netherworld, from deceiving lips and painters of lies. You've saved me from all of these things, right? Um, and uh, he remembers the mercies of the Lord. Um, he, he said, uh, nobody could help me but, but you. So I want you to uh, prayerfully read chapter 51 when you're in a really good mood or in a really bad mood. Just think chapter 51 of uh, of. Sirach, which is kind of a, a beautiful thank you to God. So hopefully you will be moved to thank God for all that he has done in your life. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, once again, we, we thank you for this wisdom, this wisdom for everyday living that uh, you have, uh, have inspired uh, the author to, to write down for us here. Um, help us to ponder this um, and mostly help us to remember from the beginning of the book that all wisdom comes from you and from the end of the book that we need to thank you for all that you have done for us. And we need to do that partly by telling others about you. We are all uh, beggars telling other beggars where to find bread. And we can certainly uh, find bread in you, the ultimate bread, the Eucharist, that is. Um, we ask this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.